Welcome to the Sabbath School Rescue Podcast with your host, Buster Swoops and Michael Campbell. This week in preparation for Sabbath, December 18th, we look at Lesson 12, Deuteronomy and the New Testament. Together, we'll see how the book of Deuteronomy is laced all throughout the proclamation of the gospel. The Sabbath School Rescue Podcast is hosted by Michael Campbell and Buster Swoops at Southwestern Adventist University. We love learning and sharing God's Word, and together we have 18 years of pastoral experience, and now we have the privilege to dig deeper into this study. Okay, here we go. This is Lesson 12, Deuteronomy and the New Testament. And our memory text comes from Matthew 4.4. It is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. You mean Jesus quoted Deuteronomy? Uh, You know, and this is how he overcame temptation? (laughs) By the word? (laughs) Yeah, that's amazing. That should give us a solid reason to uh, take the Old Testament, especially the book of the law and Deuteronomy seriously. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that it might not sin against thee, right? I love it. Actually using it actively in pursuit of God, but also as a wielding as a, as a weapon against the enemy. Mm-hmm. And so, Michael, tell us about it is written, uh, found in Matthew 4, 1 through 11. Well, just building on what you said, you know, is as Jesus goes through Uh, the wilderness, through the temptations, which are, I think, are fairly familiar to a lot of people. And uh, Hebrews 4.12 says, the word of God is living and powerful, sharper than any two-edged sword. In other words, the the Bible, what makes the Bible amazing to me isn't just the fact that that it's old or that it sounds very authoritative or whatever. It's the fact that that written word, even though long ago, speaks actively in my own Christian experience. I I, I hear mm-hmm. God speaking to me, his word continuing to speak. And that's what it's talking about here. It's living and powerful. Not only was it living and powerful for Jesus, right. but that same living word is part of my life right. and part of my experience. And as I, you know, pray every day, as I, as I encounter that word, I ask God for guidance, you know, um, religion props have, have challenges too. Yes. You know, yes, we I do. <laughs> don't have a perfect life. I, you know, and I, I, I need to grow closer to Jesus. And, and so hence I need to ex- be exposed to the word of God and ask God to te- make me teachable. Say, God, you know, right now I'm going through some challenges. And so, Help me have your words speak to me through your Holy Spirit. And, and that's what God was doing through Jesus here in the temptation. And each of the temptations, um, Jesus here refers to and quotes from Deuteronomy. The first one about food, um, he, he, he comes back to um, the, uh, the Jesus, uh, the, uh, the, you know, the, the living word, not, not, by, uh, not by bread alone, but uh, by every word. I'm trying to find my, my spot here. Uh, and then the second temptation, verse uh, Deuteronomy 6.16, Jesus points back to, you shall not tempt the Lord your God mm-hmm. as you tempted him in uh, Massah. And um, and then finally in the third temptation to bow down and worship him. And then once again, um, Deuteronomy 6.13, you shall fear the Lord your God and serve him. So, so all of these here, Jesus quotes scripture, living words that apply to his experience, literally with the devil tempting him to be able to guide him in the path of righteousness, we would say. And, and that's really what's, it's, what's amazing is um, Deuteronomy it's a book of love. It is. It's a book of promises. And it's a book of uh, both uh, admonitions or warnings of what happens when you don't pay attention and then what 
opportunities there are when you do. And and Jesus meets temptation with scripture. And so when we face temptation in our lives, yeah. the best remedy or the best source is to just turn to God at those moments. The word. It, yeah, the word. And and the Holy Spirit will will maybe impress upon you a word of scripture that you've heard. Maybe it's in a sermon. Maybe you've read it in your devotions. Maybe you've sung it. We, I we, don't know. We, we pray it all the time. Bring back to my recollection. Usually talk about studying, but yeah. studying the word as well. Studying what the word. And, and this is what is happening here. That's what Jesus did. He's our model. And this is what he asks us to do as well. Um, so kind of building on that, lifting up faces. Uh, what happens next, Buster? You know, I, I, Michael, before we jump there, yeah, yeah. I had a friend who recently asked me, you know, uh, there's a pastor who preached here Sabbath for Elevate, and oh, yeah. he's he's only been a Christian for seven years. So that's crazy, man. Yes, is the his word, the knowledge of the word is so great. Wow. And uh, someone asked me, how do you think he got there? And I said yeah. he started studying the Bible, not just reading it. Wow. And they said, well, what's the difference? I said, well, yeah. when you read a book for fun, you put it aside. It was it was good. It was entertaining. Yeah. But when you study because you have a test for it next week, yeah. you actually start applying it and looking at it and and diving down deeper. And that's what God wants us to do to the word. Mm-hmm. Not just read, not just, uh, but he wants us to study so we can comprehend and mm-hmm. apply it to our lives. Wow. Which brings us to this, which is lifting up faces. Mm-hmm. Deuteronomy chapter 10, it talks about uh, recounting the history of Israel, but it says something else here in verse 17, that's what I'm going to read. For the Lord your God is God of God, is, is God of gods and Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality nor takes a bribe. Mm-hmm. And it makes a correlation. You see several verses down there. Romans 2.11 just talks about God showing no partiality. But I want to particularly read 1 Peter 1.17. And if you call on the Father who without partiality judges according to each one's work, yeah. con- conduct yourselves throughout the time of your stay uh, here in fear. Yeah. Uh, wow. And as we're looking at that, God shows no partiality. Mm-hmm. And this concept uh, that rings true all the way from Deuteronomy mm-hmm. throughout actually all the way from Genesis, all the way through Revelation, but continues on. Yeah. You can't bribe God. I, I have a, I'll just say this, a relative who once upon a time talked about, I really want this job really bad, so I returned my tithe this month. I'm like, wow, that's not how it works. You can't, you can't bribe God, right? Oh, mercy. Oh, buster. <laughs> but how many often, often times do we look at that mm-hmm. the opposite way? Oh, yeah. I didn't get that job. It's because I'm doing something wrong. Wow. Or I didn't yeah. do this, therefore I'm doing something wrong. And listen here, could that be sometimes, right, that, yes, but we don't believe in a prosperity gospel. We no. believe in a God of a relationship mm-hmm. and that when we communicate with them, it's not because out of, it's not this give uh, and, and take exchange. Yeah. It is this love and love exchange. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes in that love exchange, bad things happen to good people, right? Uh, talking about the odyssey here now, mm-hmm. but continue on with this partiality. It does something for us to recognize, mm-hmm. and I said this uh, last week, Michael, mm-hmm. that God, when he looks at us, mm-hmm. you're no greater than me. I'm no greater than you. Yeah. We're equal in God's eyes. And so, therefore, we need to start being equal in one another's eyes and not showing partiality, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. especially in the, and do I dare say, in the Avenue Circles, where... Do I dare say the N-word, nepotism? Do I dare say <laughs> all sorts of things that happen, right? Yeah, and and yeah. I get it. Yeah. But God is calling us to be as impartial as possible. Why? Because that's how he treats us. You might say, well, what about the children of Israel? Wow. Anyone who wants to become a child of Israel mm-hmm. was allowed to be grafted in. 
I love it. And we are called to do the same. Yeah. Anyone who wants to be grafted in, who mm-hmm. wants to join our clique, by the way, it's okay to have cliques, but they need to be open cliques, mm, right? Anyone yeah. can come in, anyone can join. Yeah. Uh, that's how we should view ourselves and that's how we should view God and that's how we should view others as well. Uh, so Michael, what does it mean to be cursed on a tree? Yeah, so we're just finding these echoes of Deuteronomy throughout the New Testament, right? So yes. just another one of these examples where uh, we're reminded about this, the curse, right? What is this curse? And um, in, in Galatians 3, we find this description of Christ's death on the cross. And there's a sort of uh, echo uh, cursed on a tree or living under a curse, which echoes or harkens back to Deuteronomy, which is talking about um, dependence, the blessings of, of following God's law right. and the curses of those who don't follow. In fact, he even says cursed is, is the one who, who is hung on a tree, right? This, this is, again, an echo of the, of the, uh, the powerful effects of sin and, and that symbolism that's there. And, of course, with Jesus' death on Calvary, he's cursed for us is what Paul says, right? So it's explaining this curse and then, and then fitting in the pieces of the puzzle to show that, that Jesus is the one who's the fulfillment of, of everything that um, he, he takes that curse on himself so that we don't have to be cursed right. and that we can have life and have life more abundantly. Thank you, Lord. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So again, just a, another example of this, of how beautiful the story of Jesus, his death on the cross is for us. And, and of course, the lesson quotes Patriarchs and Prophets, page 63, mm-hmm. classic uh, reflection by, by Ellen White, founding prophetic voice of Adventism. None but Christ could redeem fallen man from the curse of the law and bring him again into harmony with heaven. Christ would take upon himself the guilt and shame of sin, sin so offensive to a holy God that it must separate the father and his son. So it's that curse, um, all of Mm -hmm. that, the sin, collective sin here, uh, that is the problem and that separates uh, Christ. And and, and that's honestly, that's what makes his, his death on Calvary also I'll use a fancy term, efficacious, effective mm. um, in, in our lives, that, that there is power in the blood, Buster. Amen. Power. And I hope everyone that got that Campbell word of the day. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, let's, let's talk about uh, some more echoes. Uh, a prophet like unto thee. You know, that this is a uh, probably more of an echo of an idea, of a mm-hmm. notion okay. of what God does, that yeah. there will always be a prophet among us. And so uh, Deuteronomy 18, verse 15, uh, Moses quotes here, The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your midst, from your brethren. Him you shall hear. Uh, skipping down to verse 18, I will raise up a prophet uh, uh, for, for them, uh, I will raise up for them a prophet like you from among their brethren and will put my words in his mouth and he shall speak to them all that I have commanded him. Uh, and verse 20, but the prophet who presumes to speak a word in my name, which yeah. I have not commanded him to speak or speaks in the name of other gods, mm-hmm. that prophet shall die. Yeah. You know, we, we kind of see that happening. I was reading in first Kings, I think it was. 
18 or is it 19? It was one of those where mm-hmm. the prophet was supposed to give a message and did not, and lions came and ate him and all this other stuff, Ouch. and the lion's guarding his body. I'm like, got it, Lord. Yes. Yeah, right. Ooh. <laughs> right? But here the lesson brings up two people yeah. that kind of live this out. Yeah. It brings up Peter and it brings up Stephen. Uh, yeah. Acts chapter 3.22 and Acts 7.37. Yeah. And we see Peter speaking up one of the most powerful sermons where – 3,000 people were added in one day, repent and be baptized, every one of you. And filled with the Holy Spirit, he speaks this, and yeah. God gives him, you know, I, and listen here, I don't believe it was the exact words to say, but the Holy Spirit empowered him, emboldened him to speak with a fierceness and a boldness yeah. that can only come from God. Yeah. Stephen does the same. He's in the midst of being stoned. And they say they saw him. He was like, he had like the face like that of an angel. Yeah. And when he spoke, he recounted their history, quoted some of, some of Deuteronomy as well. And, and a prophet was risen up among them that he put the words in their mouth of what he should say in that moment. Mm-hmm. Uh, and he can do the same thing for us. Uh, and I, I, won't, I won't say this. Uh, I learned this from uh, Hyveth Williams, which is the prophetic voice, right? Yeah. Uh, there's a difference between uh, being a prophet and having a prophetic voice. Mm-hmm. I believe every disciple of Jesus Christ is called to have a prophetic voice, wow. which is speaking up what is right and what is wrong according to thus says the Lord. And, but in a way that is inclusive, that is just drawing yeah. people closer to Jesus Christ. Yeah. And in, in doing that, we mm-hmm. also recognize that God also calls people that are actually prophets mm. to speak up in times yeah. Yeah. where it's needed. Yeah. Uh, we see this in our own church with Ellen White. Mm-hmm. Uh, we also see that it's it's possible to deny this yeah. this gift. Yeah. Uh, we see that in, in Hazen Faust and, and mm-hmm. uh, William Foy as well. Mm-hmm. And so in doing these things and recognizing these prophets and won't go into the test of a prophet and all, sure, it, all that, sure. but recognizing that this is a promise from God that we yeah. can hold on to. And it once again, continues yeah. throughout not only Deuteronomy, yeah. not only in Acts, but it continues out in our day to day. Well, you know, the verse that came to mind as you were talking and sharing yeah, about please, that was, is, is sharing the, the, the truth and love. Yes. You know, sharing the truth in love that we need to do it in a, a way that's loving. Sometimes it's one extreme or the other. People <laughs> want to do the truth, but yes. there's no love. Yes, there's I've, no love. I've, I've experienced that. Yeah. And, then I've <laughs> and seen, that's painful. And I've seen, I've seen the very opposite being just as painful. Yeah. Love without the truth. <laughs> exactly. Was, that's where I was going with this because, you know, what does that mean? There's no substance. Yeah. And somehow you have to have both, yeah. speaking the truth in love. Amen. So, Michael, some people might hear that and think it's a fearful thing. Okay. <laughs> Which is actually Thursday's lesson. Please, please share. All right. All right. So uh, Hebrews 10, 28 to 31, anyone who rejected the law of Moses died without mercy and the testimony of two or three witnesses. How much more severely do you think someone deserves to be punished who's trampled the son of God underfoot, who has treated an unholy as an unholy thing, the blood of the covenant that sanctified them, who has insulted the spirit of of grace for we know him who said it is mine to avenge i will repay again guess what we're quoting deuteronomy here yes we are and again the lord will judge his people and footnote here again quoting deuteronomy (laughs) it is a dreadful thing to fall into the hands of a living Living god God. so both of these are quoting uh deuteronomy chapter 32 verses 35 and, and verse 36 of course i think our listeners are probably familiar with the fact that 
you know, verses as we have them in the Bible aren't something that came to the, the high middle ages. So maybe a thousand years ago, right? So Jesus wasn't quoting an exact, he, he's quoting scripture. It's the words here and uh, just a little sidelight there. And, 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 and here we have just a reminder where um, uh, Pastor Paul is exhorting the believers mm-hmm. there, pay attention. Yes. And, and, and look what happened back then. There, there is a really, <laughs> things were really messed up and, and, and how punishment came as a result. Uh, and if they have even more light than those people did, well. how much greater is your sense of responsibility? That's where this fearful thing, if, if you have that light, that light is, uh, God calls you to be faithful to the light he's revealed to you. Uh, and, and it's interesting. It's the people who have had the light and have turned away from it that end up being the foremost detractors and uh, persecutors of God's people throughout all time. It's, and, it's true. Uh, and, and just throwing this out there, Ellen White in Great Controversy, she says it's the ones who were once among God's people who will lead the persecution at the very end of time, right before Christ comes. So these are solemn uh, words to think of um, to uh, that should should make us uh, uh, pause, you know, because- uh, Give us definitely pause to cause. Yeah. Or uh, cause to pause, I should say. Yeah, right, right. You know, we have a sacred responsibility, what we do with the truth, not what someone else does with the truth. Right. You know, not pointing fingers, but going back to like Daniel with last week's lesson, we taking responsibility. Yes. Um, but each of us has that sacred responsibility. Um, and, and when that's not followed, um, there are consequences. Yes, there are. Yeah. And once again, consequences are always bad, but in this case, ouch. (laughs) Ouch. Yeah. So, you know, these are echoes of Deuteronomy in the New Testament. I like this. It's kind of a nice way for the penultimate lesson for this quarter Mm -hmm. to kind of look at this and say, hey. forward to next week. Yeah. You know, we've covered a lot of ground. Yeah. And an incredible book of the Bible that is a message of love. I, I like to keep coming back to that. And and even in the, the New Testament, we should take the Old Testament seriously because Jesus took the Old Testament Amen. seriously, you know, um, and, and, and not getting hung up on those little details, but those little details all point to something greater, even the sacrificial system. We don't practice no. the sacrificial system anymore, but it's a, a system of, of symbols. It has a message of mercy, of, of God's redemption. And, and those things um, are echoed in the New Testament again and again because the message has not changed. Mm-hmm. God has created us. He's redeemed us. And most of all, he loves us. Yes. And no, Michael, there's no way to put a better cap on that one because that's exactly it. Yeah. Well, we'll put a, we'll end it there then. <laughs> yeah, all right. There we go. This is Swoop. <laughs> and Swoop's signing, signing out. As we put a wrap on this week's lesson, this is Campbell Swoop's signing off. By the way, we want to give a shout out to our sponsors, the Southwestern Union of Seventh-day Adventists and Southwestern Adventist University, which has for over 125 years provided a Christ-centered education just 20 minutes south of Fort Worth, Texas. We love teaching with personal colleagues, offer quality academics, and provide numerous ways to get involved both on campus and across the globe. To learn more, visit swahu.edu or check us out on Facebook, Twitter, or Instagram. Also, be sure to join us again next week as we continue to explore God's Word. You can make sure not to miss an episode by joining us at sabbathschoolrescue.org.